Brethren, the story of a great recovery. Part 1 England and Wales. Chapter 6 Around Bristol. So wonderfully has the work begun at Bethesda been blessed of God, that at the present time there are about twenty such gatherings in Bristol and neighborhood, all in happy fellowship. In a small chapel in Unity Street, St. Philip's, a work was commenced by Mr. Victor which grew to such dimensions that a larger building soon became needful. He was succeeded by Major Tyreman, a man of great kindliness and originality, who soon won the hearts of the people. Untiring in his labors, and with a zeal which seemed to know no abatement, it was mainly through his efforts that the spacious building known as Unity Chapel was erected in 1862. Ten years later, the assembly worshipping at Clifton Bethesda, Alma Road, had its origin under somewhat remarkable circumstances. In the center of Clifton there was a large and valuable triangular piece of land on which stood a conspicuous notice board, intimating to all and sundry that this piece of land might be at gratis, on condition that it was used for the purpose of the erection of a place of worship, the ground area of which should be devoted to free and unappropriated sittings. Strange though it may seem, up to that particular time nobody applied for that land. Today, the visitor to Clifton Bethesda may observe a tablet bearing this inscription, the ground upon which this chapel is erected was dedicated by the late John Evans Lunel, ESQ. Of Clifton, in his lifetime for the erection of a place of worship, in which all the seats on the ground floor should be free forever, and in conformity with the known intention of the above, £1,500 were given by his widow for the erection of this building. It was in this place of worship that the saintly George Muller gave his last address on Lord's Day morning, March 6, 1898. On the following Thursday, after finishing his usual day's work at the orphan homes, he just said, I am tired, and that night the Lord called him to his eternal rest, in his 93rd year. In 1875 a testimony was begun in the Bedminster district by Mr. Welchman. As the little company of believers increased in numbers, Henry J. Harris, of the Bethesda Oversight, felt led to devote himself to pastoral and gospel work amongst them. The Lord wonderfully honored the labors of this faithful brother, and he eventually gave his whole time to this service. The assembly first gathered in the Conservative Hall, afterwards removing to the Temperance Hall. In 1889, the present building, known as Marywood Hall, was erected, and here the good work still continues. In the year 1874 a large tent was pitched in Great Gardens, Newfoundland Street, by J. A. Vickery, known then as the Singing Evangelist. He was assisted by Harrison Ord and others, and God greatly used his servants not only in the salvation of many souls, but also in the upbuilding of his own people. Almost from the first considerable interest was aroused, and so manifest was the work of the Holy Spirit that in the following year the commodious building known as the St. Nicholas Road Gospel Hall was erected. Here Mr. Vickery ministered the word for many years. I well remember Mr. White's prayer at the laying of the foundation stone, says Mr. E. R. Short, to whom the whiter is indebted for a narrative of so many interesting facts and incidents in this connection. The first gift towards the cost was a sovereign found in an envelope addressed to Mr. Kultas in a room in the YMCA, St. James's Square, where a few men were gathered together in conference. The sovereign was laid on the floor and they all kneeled round it in prayer and faith. How the prayers of that faithful few were answered is revealed in an unbroken testimony of half a century. The Stokescroft Assembly first came together in the year 1878. Their meeting place was a disused skating rink situated in a convenience center, which had been leased by a few brethren. 
The building was in a very dilapidated condition but was soon made comparatively comfortable and attractive, and as Salem Chapel was now closed, the opening of this old building as a place of worship drew many to the services. So rapidly did the Lord's work develop that additional premises were soon required. The names of E.D.T. Davies and D.D. Crystal will long be remembered as associated with this assembly. It was about this period that Mr. Vickery the Evangelist pitched one of his gospel tents in a field at Bishop's Tun, upon which the jail now stands. Here services were continued throughout the summer months and much blessing was realized. During the mission there was a special work amongst the soldiers quartered at the barracks in which Colonel Molesworth, Captain West and other brethren took a deep interest. At the close of the tent mission the Lord opened the way for a permanent testimony, and thus was established the present Bishop's Tun Gospel 11 all. It is worthy of note that from the Bristol United Bethesda Church there have gone forth to other lands to preach the word many brethren and sisters, looking only to the Lord for support and guidance, the number at present being about 20 laboring in Spain, Portugal, Switzerland, Romania, India, China, Japan, Algeria, Central Africa, Barbados and Argentina. Surely a royal record, which is indeed honoring to the Master for whom they left home and friends to serve in regions beyond.